What's up guys, my name is Nathan. We're here for another episode of Monkey Bars. Ben's not here for this one, just cause this is a special one with Eric Jones and Bo Brisky. I made sure to say that correct after having confirmed it and said it wrong a number of times. Uh, but I just want to go into, we had a opportunity to see each other over the weekend uh, a couple weeks ago and uh, had the opportunity to do some stuff back and forth. Eric is a catcher, Bo is a pitcher, and so it worked to the effect of doing some movement stuff and showing the different ends of how we can both participate from very different positions in sports. Um, before we get into anything too wordy, uh, can you guys uh, tell me why it is that we found each other? Why it is, Eric, I'll start with you, why it is that we started working together? So I just found your Instagram account online, started reading your posts um, and saw the way you were talking about some different stuff. And I had found other systems online previously um, that I felt like I had gotten some benefit out of, but I'd also seen some like negative side effects potentially. Um, and then when I was reading how you talked about your approach to movement and just relaxing more, getting more parasympathetic. It just attracted me, made me want to reach out. And um, it's definitely been an extremely positive experience for me. If I remember correctly, we had met at S10 for the first time prior to a game of yours. Uh, I don't remember what the month was. Do you? Yeah, that would have been 4th of July uh, weekend. Yeah, um, we, we came to San Diego play the Padres. I was bullpen catcher for the Mariners last year, um, so we were traveling around a lot. Fortunate to be able to come through San Diego, and yeah, so we had first session online, did some virtual sessions, and then met up a couple weeks ago. That's wild. Cool, man. Uh, I didn't realize that it was such a uh, short period of time ago, July. Mm -hmm. six months know. yeah no i felt like we've done a lot of work in the last six months yeah, cool. definitely. Uh, you've grown a lot physically like you yeah just got wider and broader um feel way sturdier and more stable sturdy is a good word sturdy is a good word like no one's pushing me over yeah for real <laughs> you're the only one pushing yourself around yeah exactly Bo, uh, tell me why it is that we met um, from your own words, because I know that we have uh, a number of different things that you came to me for, but mm -hmm. what was it that really like drew you to me? Uh, like Eric, I would say that I had been following you on Instagram as well, and I was drawn to uh, really just the fact that you kind of had a different style. I, w I didn't fully understand it at all when I was looking at it from afar. Um, but, a lot of people don't when they're looking at it up close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's also true. Um, but I was interested in that, and I had DM'd you a few times, and you had answered in a way that definitely sparked my interest. And then uh, what led to me reaching out to you to start working with you was me dealing with an injury in the middle of my season. And uh, just the way that, uh, it was being handled the way we were going about trying to heal it and fix it. It didn't, it didn't really jive with me. Uh, 
and it really wasn't working. And I reached out to you and you were traveling across the country at the time in a place that I was playing. And from our very first session, the way that you explained it to me and the sensations that I felt in that one session made immediately more sense to me and my body. And from then I was just uh, kind of building on that, building on that and getting relief uh, over time. Um, and also growing into myself more um, to where you get all the other benefits aside from healing. So I would say, yeah, I reached out to you just because I've been interested in your work. And then we were able to meet up at the, it just happened to be the perfect place, right time, right place. And one session is all that I needed to know that it was something that I wanted to dive into deeper. Rad. Yeah, I, I think that the difference between how I present online versus what we do in person is pretty significant. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, I know I, I did work on uh, a lot of like tactile things with Yubo. Uh, I can't remember us doing specifically body work exclusive. I think we did more uh, a mixture when we worked, Eric. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. But I'm wondering if you guys remember distinctively like uh, something that stood out for you that made it so that you had a different clarity in the approach or even if you didn't understand what was going on, like you knew I was approaching it from a different lens. Because from what I remember, I did a little bit on your your ribs, bow, And from what I can remember, I did a little bit on your hips, Eric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of things that really stood out to me was just like, I don't know exactly what you want to call it, but like that <clears throat> pronation at the feet more basically like getting on the slant boards inverted and feeling like my feet pronating and like my pelvic floor feeling really heavy. And then just feeling like really grounded. Um, and that was like a sensation that like, I really felt immediately that made a lot of sense that and like the neck and shoulder stuff I guess more so we were doing online where it was like I just felt like my neck kept getting longer and like my shoulders were getting like heavier and broader and they were just definitely like very calming sensations um and it just felt like I was growing as you felt that did you feel any limitation or restriction in your ability to play in your position no definitely helped like without a doubt um going into like the environment that i was in last year definitely felt stressful and like all the sensations that like i was feeling from working with you i felt like it was carrying over very positively to like the work i was doing on the field i found that you guys were tremendously receptive like uh, each time that we would go over something brief, you come back with me with like a plethora of like suggestions towards I'm improving here. I got some gains here. And I'm like, we didn't do anything really. <laughs> <laughs> Just the whole like heaviness of the rib cage and like how it relates, how your shoulders and your rib cage are relating to each other. And I still feel like I'm like feeling it more and more. Um, like how I want to, but that was like really new for me. And I'd always kind of felt like 
my shoulders are almost like sitting too far forward sure almost and now i definitely feel them much more like on the side of my body um and just like being a baseball player they tell you a lot like at least growing up it was like stay away from like shoulder press like don't go like heavy aggressive with the shoulders um so i don't feel like i'd ever like gotten a good like shoulder pump or like really like broad juicy shoulder feeling which yeah. i definitely feel a lot more of now like when i work out and even do like some of the move med exercises i've noticed a big change there for you i mean very different body types respective like where i've seen the growth for Bo, uh you've had this um i think it communicated more especially in this last weekend that we met um but the release that you've had around your ribs when we first met i think did i put the belt around you the breath belt uh yes 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 okay i believe so so uh i guess just to explain that uh for some utility and understanding that the breath belt when uh, we treat it like that sleeve at the top of the ribs or around the ribs that space that most of us don't necessarily have a lot of motion for um my goal there was to break down some of the things that are restricting or likely restricting your shoulders and as you felt some space open up between the ribs the general quality of motion to the rib cage started to respond to the inhalation as opposed huh. to the holding of your shoulders. So what I saw happen with you, Eric, was your shoulders started to sit wider or like come unstuck because you had mm -hmm. been pulling them tight over the, the rib cage. <laughs> and Bo, I've seen a lot of the, the nature of your ribs starting to expand or fill out. So giving you a little bit more saturation to your arms, giving you a little more saturation to your neck as a byproduct mm -hmm. of just having better trunk flow mm -hmm. is that fair to yeah i would agree with that for sure yeah. it was the way that you one the way that you communicated to me and to where it internalized pretty much all of the sensations that we were that i was trying to work through uh, which is something i've never really done everything has been seemingly external to where when you're training usually in the weight room or whatever you're doing, everything feels kind of external. You need weights, you need resistance, you need all of that to feel these sensations. But uh, this was inside out. So I knew that right then and there that that was a different approach to it, which definitely uh, made me more intrigued and made me want to learn more about it. And then the direct sensation that I felt that I had never had before was, like you said, the rib cage expanding and me feeling fuller immediately, which in turn made me feel calmer and safer in my body right, right away. It's, I think, a big uh, clarity that may communicate. And this is not something that I think a lot of your peers or even maybe you guys had the language for prior to this experience or maybe it being like presented like this. But you guys are tremendously sensory, very like sensitive to your bodies with respect to if you need to make a change, you're going to go about it 
uh, repeatedly trying to feel the change happening as opposed to even if there's an observable method, you're not going to be like throwing in the mirror. You're not going to be like you might record it, but while you're doing it, it's not you paying attention to the recording or you paying attention to the mirror. You're paying attention to how it feels. And as you said or illustrated, Eric, when you were doing the one of the first exercises we got into, you felt the drop or the heaviness to your pelvic floor allowing you to be heavy through ankles that maybe weren't steady in relation to how you usually have them. And then you were able to find heaviness through that position. Uh, the confidence that you guys have in feeling, does that communicate more clearly now? Or is there, has there been a change to how you guys process, I guess, your own changes in body or your own approaches to self-training? I definitely think aware of like what sensations like are helping me and which ones aren't. So like when I go into an exercise or even just like as I'm lounging, like more aware of like, okay, this feels like strong. Like if I'm stabilizing into the bar, like, okay, this feels like solid as opposed to like, mm, this kind of feels like a compensation or like, I need to be feeling more. I feel it in, in the back of my ribcage, uh, especially if I do anything like upper body related. It's like, okay, I want to feel that like heaviness in the back of my ribcage, like not let this happen, which I feel like is what, and I just shrugged my shoulders for anybody listening. But I always felt like those shrug shoulders, like, try to hike up and then your neck gets tight. And I just always feel like tight back, tight neck, instead of like heavy rib cage, get into like the serratus and like the under muscles of the underarm. Um, I feel that a lot when I do upper body now. It feels way stronger. Like I'm stabilizing way better. Um, one of the other things, Eric went back real quick, that you had mentioned earlier that really like clicked with was seeing the throat vacuum too, seeing all the muscles in the neck and then seeing some of the other vacuums like in the wrist and elbow and putting together like the feeling of like your muscles and your joints being more clearly defined, like all the muscles, everything's kind of working to, you know, it's peak like best ability. Um, Cause I mean, I feel like everybody's dealing with neck tightness, you know, trying to pop their neck all the time. Like I always was. Um, so yeah, that just what stood out to me. Mm -hmm. I would say what stood out to me was uh, specifically in the throw is the, is where I could see the biggest um, difference in feeling as how I was able to uh, ground myself and then stay behind my throw a little bit more than I've ever felt before to where the adjustment period is quicker and a little bit more tangible than it had been in, I guess, years prior, but however long before we started working. Um, yeah, I just feel we, once we did some work in L.A. out on the field, it was 
it made sense and it immediately clicked where how I could make that translation um, of how my body was interacting with the ground and the ball and how I could kind of leverage myself into the throw easier. And I mean, that that's, I'm just talking my sport specifically, but if I were to go play basketball or do anything, just move around in general, um, I have a more stable feeling in my, in my body to where I feel I'm never, I'm not saying that I'm ever really thinking about getting injured or anything like that, but I just feel strong through, throughout my motion. It, it's, it's a feeling that is, everyone should, should chase or have. Yeah. I mean, that's why the, uh, what is the coinage or trademark is stress to strong. Yeah. Uh, identifiable stress overload or um, as Z health puts it, uh, their stress basket is filling up too much without an adequate clarity on how to empty it. Um, and as we, uh, I actually wanted to just bring to attention when I watched you guys throw, uh, when you guys started picking up the page, there were so many cool aspects to it. Uh, I'm super sound sensitive. Like uh, I'll pick up sounds and just be like um, startled as a byproduct of sound. And the amount of oomph that came with the ball cutting the air and then the like unfazed, oh, you just threw that over 80 <laughs> miles an hour into my glove uh that eric had it was so cool just truthfully uh the your ability to track information with your eyes is uh barring i think um actually i don't know if there's any sport uh archery might be a consideration uh riflery or some like long distance mm -hmm. uh, but truthfully i think baseball has the most advanced uh visual processing system in the world like you guys are like one step below predatory birds and that's to say like when you track so, information it doesn't feel as threatening when it flies at your face but you know i noticed it it was cool it was making me like this is awesome let's get more of this <laughs> what i try to tell people i'm like biggest thing i do if you want to catch balls relax like mm -hmm. trust your eyes to watch it because if you're already freaking out and tensing up like it's gonna eat you up yeah that's a good point yeah, that was actually the easier part when I started catching with you. I don't think I could have catched with you, Bo, but uh, when I was catching the ball, you were throwing Eric uh, very gently, mind you. He wasn't heating it. It was just a different <laughs> <laughs> Like the potential to catch it physically could not do if I could not do what you were doing. Eric. <laughs> just like the no way. A lot of years. And that's what I, I'm still very – um, I thought that was crazy that you were talking about our eyes and how our position was. Uh, there was a direct correlation to how our eyes and our behavior were or was based on our positions. Hmm. I thought that was crazy. That was one of the things that stood out to me too was like, I just kind of would have figured like all baseball players, like all throwers, like kind of develop the same compensations, like in injury patterns and stuff. But like we, me and Bo clearly have very different like bodies, obviously, and then work in a different way. And like, I don't know, just like treat two guys within the same sport that relatively do similar things, like completely differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and it's a byproduct of a lot of things. I mean, there's a degree of like kinetic uh, that you have to tolerate and then that bow has to generate. So there's different um, clarities on output process. So bow has to be able to create stability through the output and in order for you to uh, have clarity in your action, you need to be very sensitive in your reception of it. So being able to process track, uh, you can gauge the distance and do all the math that the eyes do and the brain does, but then being able to also pay attention to the movement and the, like the feeling of motion around you, there's degrees of sensitivity that you have to have to be able to like, just pay attention because there's an influx of crowding and, um, yeah, it makes sense that you guys both have <clears throat> different relationships with your body. <clears throat> I think one of you guys uh, stays more extended. One of you guys stays more flex, as I had said. And, I mean, it makes sense being that Eric stays in a kneeling position. Bo tries to reach as far as he can from finger to toe. Uh, what was the – I mean – how do you guys feel about uh, talking about the drill I made you guys do? The um, I was like, uh, the alternative to throwing uh, your normal way, I want you guys to get a little bit good at this. I want you guys to get as good as you could get at this. You guys so mind? Yeah. 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 Uh, I just wanted to be respectful of it. <laughs> uh, I like it. Yeah. I've never really thrown a softball like – they had as a drill where you play catch with a softball, like a regular baseball throw over the top. Yeah. I've never thrown it like a softball pitch before. So instantly I went from like very comfortable over playing catch to like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. This is foreign. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea how to throw this thing. That's a totally different sensation, like down your entire back and like the inside from your arm, like feeling like this part of um just like strong like big back um and then just like releasing the ball like not holding on to it too long like feeling forceful with it uh definitely it was a good experience Vision. I like the push, the push pull made a little bit more sense because it was a new experience so i guess it it came quicker that push pull that you were talking about with our our feet and our being into the ground um, yeah. i think that that definitely made more sense and then i was able to kind of build that or uh, move that sensation into the overhead over the top throw and it, i liked it i think doing something completely opposite of or as opposite as it could be of what we're so used to doing right. is certainly mm -hmm. beneficial. As especially in that you guys use the same muscles essentially to do it, but in a very different way. So in the nature of having to cycle overhand versus cycle underhand, you create the almost the bracing nature of muscles you would otherwise try to get longer on the top side. And so it teaches you how to create uh, the undulation that your shoulder joint kind of needs with a more novel less threatening environment you don't have to shoulder press your way into healthy shoulders or yeah. uh, do some degree of i know you guys must love the what are they called 
um, when you go against the wall, the W raises and the Y raises. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, what are those the uh, scap wall wall slides or something like that? Yeah, wall W. Yeah, done a lot of those in my day. I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah, that's like uh, first, second, and third option for you're having a twinge, or <sighs> and then you got to stretch your impact on the door. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Your injury. Uh, what was it? Diagnosed as? Do you remember? Uh, flexor strain to biceps tendonitis to shoulder inflammation, where just because it was kind of up, up and down that chain, and there was no distinct direction that we were going with it. It was yeah, and then it turned into nerve compression eventually. Yeah, like uh, thinking thoracic outlets. Thora- yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of a, that's a word that you don't want to say as far as baseball players go, because it's thought of to be something that is either, well, if you got that, then you're probably going to need surgery. And if that doesn't work, then you're kind of screwed. That's been the school of thought uh, in regards to thoracic outlet injuries in baseball. You guys remember the exercise I introduced you to this last uh, over the weekend when we did the two plyo balls underneath the back? Yeah, that's the one I, I do that quite often. Awesome. Yeah. So that one, especially for my own like my own development, it's starting to give me a lot more thoracic extension, but I'm feeling a lot of the cavitations around my spine, like the pops, and I'm feeling a lot of the heat, like the stretching in my chest. Uh, when I go into that position, <clears throat> I find that it's one of the quickest ways for me to start defining um, the depth, I guess, from my chest to the ground, because I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of been inverted or uh, concave for a bit for me, a little bit too pulled inward. What is uh, what is your experience with that exercise? Because I wonder, it immediately comes to mind, like, that's what I would give you now, having uh, done it more often. Like that would be your first starter exercise if you came to me with people think I have thoracic outlet syndrome. Do you feel like that was a pretty quick cue into that for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. I thought the connection I made was when um, you cued me to kind of, what was it? Wrap, wrap my back into my spine and move that sensation down to my pelvis so to where I'm connecting my rib cage to my pelvis and I'm able to fill that space out a little bit more and then in turn attaching your lats down to your hips, <clears throat> making that connection a little bit more um, clear. And basically the, the way I can describe that feeling is filling out the back to take the stress off of the front side of my body, which is opening me up. Um, And that's kind of the way that I, when, when you feel strong walking around, you feel stacked in your back and stacked on top of your, your shoulders and your rib cage are stacked on top of your hips, hips, like Eric had said. And I feel like that drill that we did was, or that I don't even know what you would call that would be a workout or (laughs) drill, whatever. Um, that I can see how 
that would be the first thing that you would want to do if someone was coming to you with thoracic outlet problems or sensations. Yeah. How would you say that? It, I mean, I don't, I mean, my question is very nonspecific and unclear. So you guys don't have to answer in the weird way I asked it, but I'm, I'm trying to like phrase because uh, for me, when I find something that I suppose targets an issue, I don't necessarily want to describe how the issue is being repaired. I'd rather just have the person experience it and have some sense memory for it. Because at which point you guys start to create a language for how you feel during it. So there's some cohesion between I feel this way and I can describe it. So my brain feels like it understands it mm -hmm. um, as opposed to me giving you a definition that you kind of try to prescribe some clarity to. Uh, I'm just wondering if you see as you've seen, I'm sure a number of people, you were nodding your head, Eric, as he was saying, that's like uh, not a good, you don't want to be saying those words around a, a club. Uh, would you say that that really targets that issue or gives some clarity to that space in the body without that surgical intervention? Back drill for me, it's definitely felt really good. Um, I feel like my whole back like shrinks almost. And then I feel that's into my back big time. One more uh, time, get cut out for a sec. I feel my lats into my back, uh, like a very distinct sensation. And I feel like the top of my chest almost like expanding. And definitely, I think it's giving me more of that like thoracic extent and like more of a like truer arch in the top of my back, like up into my neck. Yeah. Um, and like I'll like some pops on the balls in my back as I breathe into them sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely like having been diagnosed like anterior pelvic tilt from some people before. Like one of the things that I think has helped me, one of the cues you gave was like your lower back is like dragging downwards. Yeah. Like through my butt, like don't don't tuck your butt under you but it's like that heaviness like ribs and like butt like yeah together and i don't, I don't know whether it's like the catch squat that's had me like leaning over too much like stretching that lower back out like throughout my life or whatever um but that's felt really good and i feel it's like that whole back is like shrinking together when I do the balls on the back drill. Okay, so you're coming to, uh, yeah, for your position, that rounded, like rounded position where you say your shoulders came forward and, and now you're feeling out backward. Uh, I imagine you're experiencing your back bearing the weight as opposed to the muscles of your back bearing the weight. So like your spine having that structure as opposed to like, feeling like your lats or your rhomboids are holding your shoulders apart. Is that fair to say? Mm -hmm. um, you had said something uh, during that, uh, the kidney feeling was what came to mind. Mm -hmm. um, can you substantively feel, when I say like organize around your kidneys, can you feel the sensation uh, and can you recognize your kidneys as being an objective structure where you put some muscle tension or pressure now? I definitely have a lot more awareness, like, in that area, in my upper back, too. 
in my neck or just like like when I do the balls on the back, I could definitely feel like heavier kidney type feeling that very low back. Um, it's not something I thought like a ton about, but can definitely. Oh. Well, you cut out that last word. Just that I can feel it. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate your time uh, helping me create some uh, clarity around. At the very least, I I've not given much uh, verbiage around like training with athletes or training with people that are uh, higher performers. It's mostly like working with um, general population or people who have some injuries and that's their presiding issue. Like after the injury, they go back to life. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I know I've said this before, but I appreciate you guys very much trusting me and working with me. It's been really dope having the progression for both you guys because it's totally different environments for how you guys perceive it. But the gains and the pumps are cool to hear about regardless. Yeah, yeah. They're real. One of the things Definitely. we haven't talked about yet, it's also been a light bulb for me, is the gripping. Um, just a more a comprehensive way to grip, I would say. Yeah. Um, feeling it like deeper into the middle of my hand and feel like I'm holding a weight or something that it's like more connected to my entire arm, more of an extension of my arm than like I'm trying to claw it with my fingers or like take over with like the fingers that are most mm -hmm. um, easily used, whatever feeling accessible. Hand. Yeah. Yeah, and feeling that hand like open up and like my wrist feeling deeper. Yeah. Um, feeling like I have better, like I can interact better with my environment, like with my hands. That's it's awesome. like a really cool feeling. Yeah, the way I've always described it, your grasp on life is very much associated with your ability to grasp things with your hand. Mm -hmm. And so the bigger your hand is, the bigger your grasp on life is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they always say that about the best athletes. And I've always seen that too. Like I showed Johnny Bench's hand and Ron Rivera's hand. Some of these just good athletes, like, like they just have ginormous hands. Like yes. that's, I feel like just. Very really common cool. theme. Yeah. It's, it's a very common theme. That's been my biggest exciting gain over the last year having my hand grow i've been like dude what can i palm a basketball yeah. eventually uh, start throwing them down put it on instagram yeah I'm, that's my worst sport basketball I, it was never something i was good at as a kid uh i can jump but i can't coordinate the ball while i'm running around <laughs> playing soccer instead um uh one last thing before we finish off uh is there you guys both use a massage gun uh now pretty regularly yeah yeah what do you guys use it for? what do you guys like to use it for the the really the blood flow feeling that blood flow and then kind of how i can relax into the massage gun as opposed to just continue to have it beat up the muscle until it almost goes numb it's kind of giving me the awareness of how to get into that part of my body and then relax from there from the insides 
and then obviously the the blood flow and the the heat is just a added bonus that i mean it's a pretty relaxing and calm feeling that you can get from it when you say blood flow in the heat i, I assume you're talking about the belly feel when you can get that full belly belly hands uh, i started doing it in my armpits as well okay and that has been a that helped that like has helped the ribs down here yeah i've done it in, i've also gotten the metal tip in between each rib mm-hmm. which is when i'm doing the belly which is also <laughs> that's what it's crazy it's hard but it's after you get it adjusted to it it adjusts i mean any bone is going to be receptive to it if it's in a in a uh, uh state but if it's tensioned and it's resisting or it's like buffering then it's not going to let that kinetic in you're essentially just becoming more tolerant behind the ribs uh would you say that you've experienced your the when i say the vasovagal response that warming heating sensation would you say that you kind of take away the blood going to your brain a little bit and you put a a surplus of blood in your body that kind of gives you this engorged heavy feeling yes definitely cool heavy that's the way i that's i mean that's there's that's the only way that i could describe it that's what i was i remember telling you when i went home and started doing it it was just heavy and i guess i'm associating heavy with feeling safe and calm yeah and i obviously i don't even know what that word means that you just said but uh what i said it feels good that's so yeah. Oh, mesovagal response. Yeah, no. Mesovagal. It wasn't like common. I think I was feeling that. I think Sorry? I was feeling that a little bit. Uh, like after <laughs> we worked together the second day when we left grocery store, I was like, I feel like I'm floating almost. Like, <laughs> I feel really light. Like my yeah. body's moving really easily. That's awesome. I've been rolling my neck with that acupuncture thing and uh, just getting the pump feeling in my chest all day um yeah it was cool i don't know if that's what yeah that is or not but so if you don't have a tolerance for that increase in pressure like that diaphragmatic maintenance of pressure beneath the lungs so you know when you maintain a little bit of that effort your trunk kind of braces and you swell up a little bit uh we usually call that like iap intra-abdominal pressure but this wasn't so much like the bracing effort. This was your uh, your organs, the tissue, like the skin, the muscle, everything starting to saturate and swell. And as it started to swell, it was oxygenating. It was becoming more pumped. And um, that nature of being able to tolerate that is having your brain receive less oxygen. And that's a CO2 increased state. Uh, so it's like a deep sea diving. Uh, you notice when you go in the water, you'll equalize your ears. <clears throat> the reduction of pressure from uh, your head or the tensions of your head, usually for most people, and an increase in pressure or positive pressure needed in the throat, the belly, the organs. And you'll start to feel like a, that like a frog sensation like you're swallowing a bubble when you close your mouth and you go underwater and you hold your breath 
it's almost like the pressure is fighting to ex like be exhaled uh, for most of us because we don't have a a pipe down on it or like a hold down on it. So as soon as we seal it, we're essentially giving ourselves a um, an effort to maintain reduction of blood flow to our conscious mind, increase of blood flow to our unconscious mind. And as we nourish our belly and our organs, our mind-body connection starts to cohabitate this, like, I'm conscious, but I'm not as alert as I usually am. I'm getting oxygen to all the places I need to, but I'm not getting it in the same way that I would feel my brain getting it. So it's starting to trust the input, not panicking with that degree of input registry, because your brain's not getting the same quickness of feedback, but your body's getting very stable feedback. And if you can process the sensations, as we have said them, like feelings or whatever, we start to coincidentally manage a state of, uh, I can do this without having to think about how to do it. Because all the organs know what they're doing. They all have a relationship okay. with in that. And I imagine other people have uh, awareness of what the vasovagal response uh, conditions in the body, because a lot of people think that, because it, it does make some people faint people faint from the aspect of not having enough intrinsic pressure. And so when they reduce pressure and they start to, or sorry, when they increase the buildup of pressure, they don't have uh, the avenue to pump it downstream because their veins are constricted for long terms of long time atrophy. Uh, essentially they're just not pumping their blood well. So it's like building up a lot of oxidation and then it's like, lightheadedness because there's too much oxygen not being saturated um typically not something you guys are going to experience but if you do experience that you can tell that you're in a highly stressed and non-comfortable state a lot of what you said makes a lot of sense to me though like with just what i've been feeling like they say it all the time like whatever like get out of your head get into your senses like just that like flow state of playing where like things just happen and you're comfortable and yeah uh, you don't feel like you're not worried about where you're going to put your feet you're not worried about where are you going to step how you're going to throw the ball how you you just like do it and it's fun mm -hmm. and i think so many people get so far away from that state that it can suck the fun of sports like out of it for them and oh. i think people that are good athletes know that <clears throat> There's just like not a better feeling in the world than like that state where you're playing and everything's clicking and, you know, that's kind of what you do it for. So it just makes sense to me to like train how you're going to get yourself closer to feeling that way and, you know, do things to encourage that as opposed to take you farther away from it uh -huh. and it is crazy. Like, you know, people look for all types of stuff to, to help them. And like a lot of times it can do the opposite. Yeah. Good intentions or intentions in the first place can misconstrue, um, like having good direction. I think most people get excited over excitement or excited over motivation. And unless you're in a position like you guys are in where you have clarity on what it takes to perform at that level. Uh, it's very easy to be tricked into. And I'm sure actually a lot of your 
viewers get tricked into, as I've been told, uh, different ways of performing or not necessarily tricked, but what you what you knew they were looking for and what you had perceived you had been finding or that was findable in those systems. And you came to me and you're like, oh, that's how we're trying. And that's what they're it doesn't the carryover didn't really make sense. Um, there are degrees by which language can uh misconstrue how our brain perceives information if we don't like i said before if we don't have an identity for making sense of something if we don't have a sense memory from it we start to uh, define it by way of more new brain things that are less recognizable and less memory oriented and so as we start to stress over memorization of things that don't have much identity to us it starts to separate us from that connection a little bit and it's hard to know what's happening live unless you have tangible recorded measurable like i was performing this well hit there i was performing this well now uh, what happened in between made me perform better or worse uh you guys are the few that have that ability mm -hmm. um yeah it's crazy what people can get away with um spending their time doing yeah, uh, I actually remember what I wanted to say earlier. I'm going to say, I like to put the massage gun in my hands, yeah. in between the joints in my hands, feel it really spreading out, and then like right kind of under the collarbone, right on the top of the pec, and just like feel that area feel enlarged. Um, like that's been my favorite two spots, really. I used to do a lot, like try to dig it in, like the big bellies of the muscles and, you know, never felt like I got a whole lot of relief out of that. But in the hands alone, I feel like I feel less tension throughout the middle of my hands and they just feel bigger. Awesome. I think I'm uh, borderline out of questions for you guys, despite being a great host, I'm sure. People are going to watch this. You were. You definitely were. I appreciate yeah, you. People are going to watch this. Be like, is he asking a question or just feeling with mouth noise right now? Is this mouth noise? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I think there's some good stuff in there, especially, I don't know, like you said, athletes have, like, pretty unique perspective. And there's definitely a lot of people out there, like, trying to be a better athlete, like, without, like, being in athletics even, um, like, trying too hard, really. Um, yeah, don't try to do. There's yeah. old practices that knew how to do it better than. True. Yeah. But keep up the good work, man. Thank you. Probably yeah, well. thank you very much. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, we're going to get you as well. more and more and more. And we're going to see cool results. Thanks I'm excited for it. Your game. Uh, one day I'm going to catch one of your guys, both your guys' heater balls. And, uh, <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a wonderful rest of your night. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Thank you.